you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. The season is here. We are finally back into basketball. We got a whole new slate of contributors bringing you best bets throughout the NBA season. Excited to get started today with our best bets for the opening night in the NBA with the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors on ring night a reminder that everything that we talk about today can be found in the award-winning action network app it's the best way for you to track your picks get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on you can follow our contributors in there as well who i'll introduce right now joining us from dallas it's jay money you can follow him on twitter jay money as well as on youtube joining the show jay how you doing Doing great, man. Doing great. I couldn't wait to start off uh, doing the show with you guys, you and AC, my guy uh, in Dallas as well, man. But love talking NBA, and I'm just so excited for the season, even more excited for this opportunity to work with you guys over at Action Network. Yeah, excited to have you on board as well. Joining us, like you said, from Dallas is Albert Wynn. You can follow him at Analytics Capper. He's known on YouTube as Analytics Capper. A really sharp mind. I'm excited to have him on board. Albert, how are you doing tonight? No, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to join the legends. Matt, Jay, I've been following both of you guys for a while. Uh, it's going to be an awesome season. Just excited to just be part of the team, man. All right. We're not going to fuck around. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just get into Do these it. best bets like right off the bat here and get into this. <laughs> so let's start with Jay. Jay, we got two games on the slate. It's not that healthy, nice, and and why Wednesday night slate that I like so much. But I got a billion plays on Wednesday already in the app. But I got some plays on, on Tuesday. Let's go ahead and start. What's your best bets for Tuesday? I'm on the Philadelphia Sixers plus the two and a half. I actually bet, bet this game a month ago. The lines have been up for a while. The lines has, has been cratering down, guys. But I'm on the Sixers, as you can tell by the background. I need them plus the two and a half, best bet. All right. So the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, this opened at four. Actually, I saw some exaggerated numbers in the early markets and some of the uh, less sharp books 
uh, north of, of actually six. Uh, those mm-hmm. quickly disappeared and it settled at four for most of the summer. And then it's basically been on a slow decline. The push point is two for this game. Uh, total in this game opened uh, 214 and a half stateside. It's been pushed up to 216 and a half in some spots. There's also a 213 and a half at open. Albert, what's your best bet? Not only am I on the 76ers full game, but I love them first half plus one minus 105. I like that. I think they're going to come out strong. So give me the Sixers first half. Okay. So this was, this is like one of the first ones that I looked at and was immediately like, Oh yeah, I definitely like the Sixers. Like looked at the opening numbers and we're like, definitely going to want the Sixers here. However, because of my ongoing terror surrounding Joel Embiid and James Harden and just the injury gods, I was like, I just, I don't want to get a bet in and then feel dumb when the number goes the other way because like Embiid sprains an ankle in the last preseason game or whatever, or like Harden has like, there's some sort of chicken eating, chicken wings eating contest at a club (laughs) and he's just out indefinitely. So I was concerned. And so I went ahead and waited and now like this is down to two and a half. I still find value on this. Um, my heavily manually adjusted power rating on this still gives me value here by about a half point. Um, I guess one of the, this brings up like an interesting question, Albert, of when you see a number move like this, we got, let's take the, the baseline open of four and it's moved a point and a half. Like at what point do you feel like as a long-term better, you're just, you've lost too much value on the open to go ahead and play this unless your play is like, I'm, I think the Sixers should be favorite. Like in those cases, sure. Like if you're, if your number pops out that like this should be Sixers minus one, then yeah. yeah, you should absolutely go ahead and play this. But given that this is within the range of, I think of outcomes, is there still value? Do you think on the Sixers relative to the opening number? Yeah, man, that's a great question, Matt. I mean, when it comes to betting, especially from handicapping perspective, you don't want to chase steam generally. Um, but this is a game where I, I bet Jay can align with me here, but I think we both like the Sixers and it doesn't even matter what number I'm sure Jay is on a money line as well. I think from the first game from the jump here, I think the Sixers are just going to be a lot more motivated, a lot more focused, a lot less noise off the court as well. And I think those guys are very, very focused. We saw in the, in the preseason, Philadelphia is actually going for wins in the preseason Teams don't really do that, but we're seeing that this year. It's also a make it or break year, not only for Doc Rivers, but for Joel Embiid as well. All right, Jay, you said that you're on the Sixers here. Um, That was your your first bet here on the show. What's your cap for why you like Philly in the spot? Yeah, and I sure hope I cashed the first bet on the show as well. But uh, first off, this is a huge revenge game as well, man. The last time these two teams faced off, they lost 87 to 135 back on February 15th. Um, Obviously, that was before James Harden got over there to Philadelphia. They had Matisse Thibio running the point guard position that um, that night. So they are 7-1 against the spread last eight meetings as well. No Robert Williams hurts the paint's paint defense for the Boston Celtics and the rebound as well. If you want to look at preseason, which I don't take too much into, but they got killed on the rebounds, offense Mm -hmm. and defense, the Celtics. So that's something that they need to solve here. They're running a lot of small ball, kind of Horford at the center. Uh, Luke Cornett's been kind of banged up, but I'm guessing he's going to be the backup. Regardless, I don't see them having enough to stop Embiid. The Sixers team, the bench got really deep as well. Add Milton. They still have Milton, Thibault as well, uh, Niang. 
Cork Moss got Daniel House Jr. as well. So I think they had, the Sixers have a big rebound edge. I think they uh, Embiid feasts in this game as well. And uh, I, I like the Sixers here with the bench advantage. And just a little info, uh, uh, Marcus Smart did kind of tweak his groin um, injury. So he's a little banged up. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is a little banged up as well with a leg, a leg injury. Those two are going to play but may not be 100%. I think the Sixers are the better, deeper team. And I like them to be uh, hungry to start the season off 1-0. All right, so let's talk about the MB thing. One of the other reasons that I kind of hung on here uh, and didn't outright bet it, the only reason I'm really terrified of this is Al Horford. Old man Horford. Yep. And Horford has given Embiid fits. It's a weird – it's not a weird thing because Al Horford's a very good defender. I think there's a, a special combination here of, of Horford's veteran savvy, his ability – to pressure the inbound pass by getting around him. He's like quick enough to get around MB to pressure that pass. Uh, he's strong enough to at least not get, you know, murdered by Joel uh, in terms of in the post. So he's going to like hang in there and be okay. Since Embiid's rookie season, the Celtics are eight and three straight up and six, four and one against the spread with Horford facing Embiid. It's been a huge matchup advantage for him it's one reason why like i don't necessarily love them be props for this game i'll probably be looking at tyrese maxi props instead uh especially three pointers made is a big talking point interaction network slack i'm a little bit worried about that however however on the plus side here the sixers use with Embiid an adjusted rotation so a lot of the superstars in the nba they play the entire first quarter the sixers actually stagger so Embiid goes out by between the six and eight minute mark and then he comes back in to start the second you can't play Horford. Maybe they're not going to match him, right? They're not going to no. match Horford in game one with Embiid, <laughs> which means that poor Luke Cornett is going to get minutes versus Embiid. And like, I asked this question, in the action slack today, like the real question here is does Joe Missoula interim coach of the Boston Celtics care whether Luke Cornett lives or dies? Because if he leaves Luke Cornett in there, I'm really terrified Embiid's going to absolutely put him in a body bag. Uh, it's it's a terrifying matchup for me. And there's not a lot of options. Like Boston didn't add a lot of, of center depth here, and that should be a big advantage. Um, that's one reason, Albert, why I think for a live play, I want to see if the Celtics start off hot because you kind of mentioned like there are less distractions. Again, this is where my contrarian kind of brain goes from covering the league so long. I'm a little worried that the Celtics, because I, I do pay a little bit more attention to the preseason, Celtics looked good. I'm worried they're in the bunker mentality of it's us against the world and everyone thinks that we're screwed because Udoka got, got ousted and now it's all disarray. I hate it when guys are like, oh, you think that we're in trouble? Okay, we'll show you. We made that, you know, we won the East last year. We're still the best team. That makes me concerned. But my, like, my ideal scenario is the Celtics get off to a strong lead behind three-point shooting, an outlier performance, which obviously can burn you sometimes. And then it gives us a chance to basically bet. I want to bet six or second quarter. Like, I want to bet six or second quarter or sixers to come back at the half. Like, that's going to be an angle I'm looking to play. Does that track with you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, you, you, you mentioned the contrarian mindset. For me, the contrarian mindset, and you're right. Uh, Al Horford has played amazing against Joel Embiid. It's just a, a great matchup for Horford. He has the size, the strength, and he can stay with Embiid. But without Robert Williams, I think he's going to have to play a lot more tentative because he can get into foul trouble. Ooh. And, you know, one thing that we we saw from a metric standpoint last season, the James Harden, Joel Embiid pick and roll was the most devastating pick and roll when they played together uh, out of any combination in the league. And I think they're going to milk that all first half 
get Horford into foul trouble, and and we'll see either Cornette or they have to play small. And I think that's when Embiid is going to feast. And you mentioned this guy. I think he's going to have a huge season this season. He's uh, from Dallas, but Tyrese Maxey is my pick for most improved player. So I think he's going to eat in this game as well. Jay mentioned it. Marcus Smart is not 100%. So I think Maxey's not only going to uh, get a lot of opportunity and, and shots in the first team, but he's going to run that second team. So look, early season using models is going to be pretty useless yeah. until we get some some sample on these new teams and new players. Based off the of last season number with a lot of returning players on both sides, I got this total at 225 and it's still only popping at 216 and a half. I bet at 215. That's my best bet for Sixers Celtics is I'm actually taking the over. Uh, you have a high three point variance team in the Boston Celtics. You have a high offense. I looked at again. I don't care about the preseason results. I care about how you played and the Sixers put up huge offensive numbers with their starters, just massive numbers. So I'm looking for a scoring fest here. I know it's two Eastern conference teams. I know the Celtics are great defensively. Um, obviously the, the Sixers aren't going to run with Joel Embiid. I do think the second unit might run a little bit with DFD Melton running and some of the ways that Montrez Harrell, like that unit's a little bit be better built to run. Uh, Jay, I know you don't bet a lot of overs, but I'm on the over on this game. You, can you see this being not a score fest? I'm not expecting this like 230 or anything north, but I do think that the number is soft at 215 to 216. Yeah, I can definitely see a higher scoring output here, and that's mainly because of Robert Williams not being there. Yeah. Obviously, the Celtics' uh, defense is light years different, night and day difference um, without him on the floor. And so obviously, I obviously think there will be more offensive rebound opportunities for the Sixers as well, maybe some easy baskets in the paint. But um, just the way I look at the Celtics, it's real simple. With Robert Williams in there, defense really good in the paint. Without him, um, it's, it's almost non-existent. So they, get, they basically have to stop the guys on the perimeter, but it's, it's going to be tough man it, it, it's going to be hard for me to see them contain Joel Embiid and one more last thing I want to say here this is also Joe Missoula's first uh, NBA game as well mm -hmm. so maybe a little bit of learning curve with calling some plays game action obviously he did a preseason game but this is the real thing um, here now so uh, I do give the edge to the Sixers in this one and the money has come on the over man it was at 214 to half start to get hit up it's up to like 216 to half now so the money has definitely come on the over today the books want Boston here. It's 71 in our, in our system. It's 71% Sixers on the ticket line. And then 90% of the money is on the Sixers. I, I think two is absolutely, I will say this, like do not, if it's, a, if it's two at your book, I would like make sure you get that hook. And the reason I say that when this is popped to two sharps have come in and bet it back. Like that's the buy point for some of the sharper groups is two. And you can say like, is two, two and a half really that big of a difference. Look, if you're doing this, if you listen to this podcast, you're betting long enough term. I'm just telling you, that two, that two point needs to be the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to pass. If you, if this comes back the other, now we'll say this, I like the cap enough. And obviously Jay and Albert agree. If this goes back to three at any point, then you're, I think you're good to, to bet the Sixers. Uh, I do like them in this game and I probably will wind up convincing myself to brave the waters and take a money line, but we'll see how that goes in the late game, uh, which can go a lot of different ways. The question I kind of asked myself today was, what if the Lakers actually win this thing? Like, what if they actually win this game? Because I think everybody's like, now that we're here is like, oh God, the Lakers are going to get killed. Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors on ring night. Warriors historically are very all over the place on ring night. We have enough of a sample with them across the four championships to kind of get a sense of this. Um, not a lot of trends there. Like they don't necessarily 
come out flat because of the emotion. They don't necessarily come out strong uh, for anything. It's very mixed results. There's been outright losses and resounding wins. This opened uh, at five and a half. Um, there were some sixes in the market. The consensus open was six, and this one hasn't moved much. Uh, we're mm-hmm. still at six very much in the market. And so uh, neither we don't have a play on this. I will say I will probably wind up betting the Warriors here. I have a hard time finding reason not to go ahead and just trust that the Warriors are going to be better, even if the Lakers are impressive. Um, Albert, you don't have a play on this game, but if you did, what would you like? It, where, where are your leans for Warriors Lakers. Yeah, the Warriors historically come out pretty slow and then they're at mm-hmm. one of the greatest ever when it comes to third quarter comebacks. So, look into those angles, but the the actual bet that, that I like in this game cuz I th- actually think it's going to be pretty competitive. Um I don't know if the Lakers are going to cover, but I think Anthony Davis is going to come out. He's heard the noise all offseason uh you know that he's past his prime, he's never healthy. Um, but he needs to be the best player on this team for the Lakers to even sniff a chance at the playoffs. So I'm looking at Anthony Davis over 23 and a half points. I like this a lot. They actually played in the preseason a couple times. And from an athletic standpoint, he looked pretty good. And I think he is long and athletic, athletic enough to, you know, pick and roll and, and go against guys like James Wiseman and things like that. So Give me Anthony Davis over 23 and a half points. Yeah. You know, from a free throw percentage, he's going to shoot uh, well, you know, 75, 80%. So he's not going to leave any points on the table at the line. So those are the guys that I, I look uh, for when I'm, um, when I'm doing player props. A lot of that I think is built off of, you know, is the jumper falling? And that sounds like yep. a dumb thing in basketball. Like, yes, Matt, you need to make jump shots if you want to score in the NBA. But what I really mean by that is Draymond's going to really bully him. I think Draymond's going to play pretty angry and want to establish a tone here after all the stuff from the fight. And he historically has really tried to bully Davis. Um, mm-hmm. He tries to really force him into those jump shots and he gives him a little bit of space on it. If Davis is hitting, which he hasn't for two seasons, but if he's hitting, then there's a lot of way you got to go there. Jay, let's look at this from a motivational spot. What do you think is the angle to play on Lakers warriors? If you're going to get involved. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at motivation, the only way you could look here is the Lakers, guys. It's one thing, uh, angle that I like to do. Obviously, the the when you have the championship winner coming off his ring night, they're they're playing videos. It's kind of taking you back to last season. You kind of there's a little bit level of complacency, kind of like I say, reminiscing about the season before, as where the the team that didn't win, especially if you missed the playoffs like the Lakers did, you want what the other team has. So um, you're kind of coming out with a vengeance. Obviously, even more motivated as well, and you kind of catch the other team where they're kind of, um, like I say, still thinking about last season. So Lakers will be the only way I'd look here. Also, everyone will be looking at the Warriors here. It's not saying that they can't get it done, but like AC said, they usually kind of start off slow in the year as well. They do have a lot of things going on inside the locker room, inner turmoil that I don't necessarily think is a buy-on situation. The Warriors are a really good team, really good deep team as well. Obviously, the Lakers offense really scares me here. So if I'm I think the Lakers have to do it with defense this year. They have a new coach in Ham. Um, he's preaching nothing but defense. His team is is trying to lock in on the defensive end. So I would be looking towards the maybe the Lakers, but the under in this game. And it's also starting to get hit as well. This line was at 227. A lot of people starting to realize that the lines are out ahead of time. It's starting to hit 225, 224 and a half by tomorrow, guys. So this under is picking up some steam. And I agree with it, whether the Warriors start out slower night um i think they'll bring their defense as well and just one more thing on the draymond thing um one thing i've 
are kind of noticed that older players take a little bit of time, 10 to 15 games to really catch their stride and get their win. So maybe some of the older players are, I think the younger players really have the advantage at the beginning of the season because it's kind of like an extended um, preseason. And with the Warriors, they know how long it takes to get to the championship. Um, they Maybe they just kind of walk through the first uh, couple couple months of the season and know what they have to peak and play their best basketball. All right, it's going to do it for our first episode of Best Bets. We'll be with you all throughout the week. We got three episodes during the week on Best Bets. And then we got our Friday episode, Brandon Anderson and I breaking down futures conversations. We'll probably just do a Best Bets this week since the season will be, you know, two days old. Uh, but going forward, we're going to have a recap episode on Mondays. It'll be me and Albert. And then Jay's going to be on with us doing Best Bets all throughout the season. Great stuff coming for you here on Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Those help us out so much. Season's here. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited for NBA basketball. We'll be back with you. Until next time, let's get buckets.